Hello, friends. You're listening to The Big Ben Show. Have you here? It's good to be here. So, Brandy, I met Brandy. Well, when I used to work at the hardware store, I remember you coming in and working at Craig Street, I think, mm-hmm. is where you used to work. So, Brandy, tell us a little about yourself and where you work, where you're a prominent person at. Well, I am a brand ambassador at the Jack Daniel Distillery. So, most of the time, I'm giving tours to the public, but I do some special tours, some special tastings. Things like that. So, Brandy, you know, working at Jack, how long have you been there? It's going on seven years. Is that full-time or just... Full-time five. Full-time five. Mm -hmm. So, you worked at Craig Street first, and then when you got full-time, was that when you were actually tour guide? I was a tour guide first, and I got hired on full-time at Craig Street February. um, It'll be five years in February. Okay, all right. So... What is your favorite Jack story? I I think my probably favorite one is the fact that he really was a good person. You hear that from stories passed down and down, just how good of a person he was, how well he treated people, and how passionate he was about what he was doing. What's your favorite tour to go on then? Which one do you like giving? Mine. (laughs) (laughs) No, they're all good. We have amazing tour guides. Every tour is going to be different because each tour guide brings something unique and personal to the story. Just really depends on what guide you get. As far as tours go, I mean, they're all good. The tour itself is about the same. It just depends on what sampling you want to do. Is there one that I kind of have one in mind or that you hear in Moore County, Jack Daniels, that inspires or everyone looks up to who inspired you i mean was there somebody a mentor as a tour guide did you have like one specific mentor as a t- going into being a tour guide i think i'm pretty lucky because i started it at a time where goose was still giving tours yeah and exactly so i got to follow him a lot but there was also marlene whitaker who was an amazing tour guide and her being a female at the time when it was mostly male tour guides she was very inspirational to me also miss betty Patton was another tour guide that was there for quite some time and just she was very grandmotherly like and listening to her tell stories was just amazing now how many tour guides are women do you think now now we have quite a few but whenever I first started it was just a small amount of female tour guides and I believe Marlene and Leslie were the only two full-time female tour taking a tour what's your favorite drink if I'm gonna mix myself a drink it's gonna be old number seven sprite zero and limes and it's kind of a little twist on the Miss Emily Bedford oh yeah oh Miss Bedford yeah I love that woman (laughs) Yeah, she likes Old Number 7 and Sprite Zero. I squeeze a little lime in mine. Okay, yeah. What do you think about the new apple, though? I love it. You do? Yes. It's different from the liqueurs that we already have. The other ones are sweet, 
the apple is sweet, but it still has the old number seven finish, which I personally enjoy. What would you want if you could walk up and be like, you know, this is what this is what Brandy this is what Brandy wants. What would you want? Peach. <laughs> I'm a Southern girl. I love peach. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, okay. So, you know, when I was at the store in the summertime, they sell the, um, what are the... the Country cocktails. Yeah, the country cocktails. And the peach was actually, you know, it's new. It's very new. And it was just so popular there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just extremely popular. I never had it, but... Yep. It's yeah. good. It tastes like peach ring candies. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of the women, when they come in the store, it's like honey. Mm-hmm. Everything they buy... It's honey. Yes. That's where the sales, you know. Fire, I could say, is a mix between, mm-hmm. you know, you're getting into Gentleman Jack and whatnot. That's more, I think, say, a men kind of item and that people buy. But the honey, just women. I feel right. like women like honey. Even if they never tasted it, if they're asked what Jack Daniels they like, it's just, I like honey. Right. Well, the, the whiskey world is changing so much. You're getting more and more women that are interested in whiskeys, uh, bourbon, scotch. You're seeing that more and more, the movement with more female master distillers and assistant master distillers. You're seeing that a lot. So a lot of women are looking at whiskey in a different way that they never did before. And I think that's why it's so important that we do sampling tours at the distillery because some women might look at it and think, I'm not drinking whiskey. And then they try and realize they like it. And Gentleman Jack is a good beginner's whiskey for females that are just getting into it. But yeah, the honey and the fire and the flavors, they are popular among women because they're more willing to try something with flavor in it. And that's that's right. You know, even if guys who don't like whiskey... If you ask them, you know, what whiskey you do of Jack Daniels you like, and they're like, oh, I like Gentleman Jack. You know, really, the guy is either he's okay or he just doesn't like uh, whiskey in general, you know? Right. So, and I think, like, back to you, what you said about women and uh, Brown Foreman probably did, Jack Daniels probably did market honey more towards the women. I would say, like, all the liqueurs are like, lower towards that you know young age you know younger age i would say the older you know older people are more you know just straight whiskey you know you're you're single barrel or whatnot right uh, we're finding more and more that older people are drawn to the the liqueurs and the flavor than ever especially on the sampling tours we see that people that are not in that target age group that say well we did all the other stuff when we were younger now we're looking for something to something to new. chill with and number uh tennessee honey is actually our number two best-selling spirit it's the fastest selling spirit we've ever made so it's oh, doing wow. really well yeah that that's cool what about the uh number uh what is it the gold number 27 yeah gold. 27 gold is that still around or mm-hmm. no yeah oh, really? it is just in May of 2019, they decided to fully market it to the United States. Before that, you could only find it in Tennessee, military retail stores, and select duty-free around the world. Wow, that's, you know, and I love it. Oh, mm-hmm. man, that's a good one. You know, it's got the maple, and the maple barrels were really interesting when we were selling them at the store and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I don't know, I just really, 
I really liked that one. I heard they were like gonna quit because the whiskey was uh, draining so much from the barrels, you know, and like they were just gonna totally do away with it. I haven't heard that. I know that the barrels they do leak, but I haven't heard that they were gonna do away with it. In fact, we just released it to more states. So, so like, yeah, if you're releasing it, yeah, that's not gonna. Yeah. That's we would have kept it limited. Yeah. So. There, being there for the time that you have, thinking back, what's been your biggest success there? My biggest success, I I would say, is just growing my skill. You know, when I first started there as a tour guide, it was just a job to me. It was just something to do. I've learned throughout the years that I have a passion for this. I love what I do. And I truly get what people have said in the past that, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And that's how I feel at this point. And to me, that's what makes someone successful is loving what you do and wanting to do it every single day. What lessons has all of it taught you then? Like all this, you know, all these lessons, being at Jack, what has it all taught you? Well, Mr. Jack always stood for what he believed in. And I think that that's an important lesson for everybody to learn. I believe in this product. I believe in the company. I believe in everything I'm doing, and I'm going to always stand by that. A lot of people, you know, part-time, you know, want that dream of being a full-time, you know, imagine being a full-time tour guide. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's where you get the fame. I mean, you're part of the fame. I mean, you're part, literally, of the face of Jack Daniels. Anyone who was going out to be a tour guide, what advice would you give them? It takes a while, so you just have to keep your nose to the grind, do what you're supposed to do, develop a passion for it, actually believe in what you're telling people, and know that when people come there, you're going to make a difference in them. One thing I say when I leave the break room every day, I'm going to change these people's lives, and if they're not a whiskey drinker today, they will be when they leave here. And I think that's a good attitude for people to have bosses take notice of who's passionate about what they do and they make note of it but sometimes you just got to stick around for a while and when it's your turn it's your turn yeah i think the passion part of what you say if you show passion in something and love you know your employer is going to definitely see that and that's essential to where you work what are the resources then that have helped you? You know, you said Goose helped you, but has anybody else or any, anything else has helped you along the way? One thing I never was afraid to do was ask for help and ask questions and learn as much as I possibly could in a small amount of time. Some of the key people that helped me along the way was Goose, Randall Fanning, Betty Patton, Marlene Whitaker. They were very key in me developing that passion and learning along the way. Also, Leslie Phelps had a big part in that. She's now our training tour guide, but she helped me as a new female coming onto the scene. Yeah, you know, it's um, one of those things, even just any profession, I believe, just even as a teacher, you sometimes you're just like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I should ask anybody. But actually asking people for help, especially when you're new at it, that's it's normal. I think that's the best thing to do. 
because you're still wanting to learn something and right. whatnot. Take advice from, like you said, do you take Goose, you know, Leslie, or even, you know, Randall. Mm-hmm. You take advice from them, you know, and me, I take advice from the veteran teachers who have been there and not right. thinking, you know, oh, I got this. There's nothing else to learn. I know it all. You know, that kind of mentality. You're not, you know, you know you're not yeah. going to get anywhere. You're not going to get anywhere with that uh, type of mentality. Well, another thing that I love is we have an open door policy at Jack. You know, you think it's scary to walk into your boss's door and ask questions. It's really not. I mean, I I can email Jeff Arnett today or text Chris Fletcher or whoever and ask them questions about very specific things and they get right back to you. You work for Jack Daniels, but I live there. I live here. Now, I think we both know this. What is the common myth? that you have in your profession that let's just debunk it right now. Let's get it out of the way. What is it? There's several in the field. I've heard people say Jack wasn't a real person. That's definitely a myth. We know that he was a real person. Other things is that everybody that works at Jack drinks all the time. That's a myth. That's not true. In fact, or everybody in the county drinks. Everybody in the county. I've drinks. heard that one. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Right. In fact, somebody said that one time we don't have a town drunk. We all take turns. And I thought that's not true. That's not true. Uh, that's not true. So several, several. There's several out there. What's your favorite story? My favorite story always has been. When I first started, I had a group from New Jersey on my tour. They were in their 90s, and they were friends with Frank Sinatra. And the woman told me that she had a crush on Frank growing up, and her parents wouldn't let him date, let her date him because he was trouble. But she always stayed friends with him. He flew them out to Vegas. And we know Frank was a huge Jack drinker, but she kind of just set it in stone how much Jack meant to him. So he only drank Jack, only let his friends drink Jack. And she got to this big VIP suite and wanted gin. And he told her, we don't have that crap here. You'll drink Jack or you'll drink nothing at all. And so she felt like from that day, in her words, she said, if it was good enough for my Frankie boy, it was good enough for me. And that just changed me that people are out here with a passion yeah. for Jack. Yeah, for sure. You know, you know, I didn't know anything about the Sinatra until I actually went to the Squire house. You know, mm-hmm. Will taught me in there, brought me in there one time and... The Squire House is amazing. Oh, yeah. If you're not a Squire, you know, what is it? You got to know somebody to be in it. I mean, right. you, get to know, you need to get to know somebody who's a Squire then because right. that place is actually amazing. Mm-hmm. And Randall does a phenomenal job of running that place. And Will does, as his assistant, right. Will does an amazing job. And they came out with a new calendar. That calendar, I love that calendar. Oh, yeah. Have you ever been in it? I, I have been in, in twice. Really? Mm-hmm. Where were you at? The first one that I did was, I think it was a October shoot because we were butt bowling, like what they do at the barbecue, oh, yeah. where you roll the pork butts <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was and you say, bowl, what? bowl them. Yeah, that was my first one. And the second one might have been 
April. It was raining and I was running to the cave to get shelter. Oh, that that that's cool. I yeah. like that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a, what about videos or commercials? I want to say haven't haven't you been on a commercial on yeah. TV? Yeah, I was about to say yeah. The last one that I was in was a holiday commercial. It was the holiday version of the whiskiest whiskey, and I was the holliest. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. I like that. That's good. Yeah. Where did you grow up at? You grew up in Chevyville, right? Yep. And you went to elementary school, I think, where I taught. Southside? That's right. Yep. <laughs> Southside Elementary School. Southside. Now, they weren't the Salamanders. They no. were they were the stars or were were they even anything? I don't, I don't think they were anything us back then. Ever being anything, I don't remember having a school mascot until I went to Thomas. Southside had ended fourth and fifth grade, my third grade year, and so then when we had to go to Thomas Intermediate School. So Thomas was the middle school back then. No, it was just fourth and fifth grade, and then we had to go to Harris six through eight. And then high school. Okay. So I went to four schools. Wait, you got kids, right? How many right. kids do you have? I have two. Two? Okay. Mm-hmm. The boy, you got a boy. Two boys. A, two boys? Oh, mm-hmm. hey, I saw that Facebook Facebook uh, post of your boy with, uh, what, going to prom or whatever. Yes. Tell us that story. How'd that all play out? I thought that was smooth. I, that was, you know people. Right. You know, <laughs> you know people. So, promposal is a thing. The guys have to propose to their girlfriends for prom. I don't know where this came from. But my youngest son's promposal was we had my friend who's the canine officer in Shelbyville come to the house and pretend like he was going to arrest both of them. And the whole time, Dyson had a sign in the car that said, it's a crime if you say no to prom. And so that was the thing. Man, that's straight up. That's dope. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> that was smooth. Man, I bet she was scared to death. She was scared. My <laughs> oldest son, when he did it, he ordered his girlfriend's hot wings and put a note in the box that said, I've never asked anyone before, but let's wing it. How about prom? <laughs> <laughs> now, did you come up with these ideas or was it like, whose ideas are these? <laughs> I plead the fifth. (laughs) (laughs) Man, they're boys, so they needed a little help from their mom. (laughs) Well, those are those are like unique. Yeah, the cop one on Facebook. I was like, you know, when you were taking pictures, I thought it was your son, like actually getting arrested. I was like, you know, I clicked on. I was like, oh, oh," you know, and then I was like, oh man, like that's smooth. That's that's real smooth right there. Yeah, it was it was good. Did they play sports? Yes. Play sports. What does he play? Both of my boys play soccer. My oldest son, of course, he's graduated now, but he he played soccer all through school. They did play football, but they wanted to focus on one sport. So soccer is their their thing. Okay, yeah, that's soccer. That's pretty good. Is Chevyville even good? I don't know. Yeah. Are they? We're good. (laughs) Okay, well, hey, they were good in football this year. You know, they had a pretty good run. They did. Uh, I worked with uh, Palmer. Coach Palmer. Mm-hmm. Coach Palmer. Yeah, his wife is sped. He's sped teacher. Okay. And she was at Southside, and uh, we worked together. Yeah. So, I love Southside. Mm-hmm. And your parents, I think, uh, went to. I don't know if they went to Southside or My not. My mom did. Yeah. She did. Mm-hmm. That school's been open since uh, fifty three. Wait, fifty four. 
It's been open in the 50s, I know. Right. Yeah. Speaking of going, I know you got to go. I know you got I know you're popular. I know you got a big group <laughs> to go with, a big party. All right, everybody. Brandy Smith coming on the Big Ben show. Thank you so much, Brandy. Thank you.